Thanks for listening to the Granary Church Podcast. For more information, head to granary.org.au or follow us on social media at The Granary Church. So hello, everybody. Uh, For those who don't know me and for those who are listening on podcast, my name is Paul and I've been a part of the Granary team for about um, 20 years now. And so it's a great blessing and a privilege to me to be able to um, to share with you today around God's Word. And uh, normally uh, in a non-COVID time, I would be uh, using my uh, PowerPoint slides and that sort of thing to preach from, but I pulled out my preaching Bible for today so that uh, we'll, be, we'll be reading from this Bible and, um, yeah, I pray that it's a blessing for you. So we are in the middle of, or we're just towards the beginning of our series of uh, We Can Shape the Future, and we've talked about um, the, the, the theme for this year being We Can, and Pastor Sue launched We Can Shape the Future last week, and we're looking around the theme of prayer and what uh, what prayer means and the power of prayer and how we can we can pray and use prayer to to shape our future and indeed maybe the future of our family and the future of our church and the future of our city and our region and um, so why don't we start off by doing just that so father god we we pray this morning um, that you would be honored and glorified Uh, in everything that happens here today. And we pray that your Holy Spirit will take these words and apply them to our hearts and help us to become more like Jesus, that we might be able to um, be your hands and your feet and your mouth in this world. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So those of you that don't know me, for those of you that don't, I am a morning person. And one of the things I really like doing is going for two or three times a week, I go for a walk uh, before dawn and I get to see the sunrise and um, get my 10,000 steps up so that I can do some exercise for the day. And while I'm walking, sometimes I will listen to the Bible on my headphones or listen to worship music. And at other times, I um, listen to uh, an audio book. And I just finished this week listening to an audio book called Station Eleven. Now, Station Eleven is an interesting book given the times in which we live because it's a novel about a virus that starts in the country or the nation of Georgia And within a couple of months, this virus has spread right around the world, but being much stronger than the COVID virus, it actually wipes out around about 99.9% of the Earth's population. And so the book follows the story of uh, how this virus develops and it, it swings backwards and forwards between what life was like before the virus and what life is like after the virus, right up to about 20 years after the virus has completely changed the world. All the things we currently take for granted, technology, electricity, um, gone, and how people learn to live with that. 
And it made me think, the book made me think a lot about what's been happening, not only through the COVID virus in our world, which has really shaken up our whole world, but it made me think of the other things that in the in the last um, six to eight months or perhaps even a couple of years in Australia have really made a difference and have really impacted our nation and indeed impacted our own lives and impacted the world. We've been through, we'd been through drought. We went through bushfire, followed by uh, floods. In places there were floods. And so all of that was was a very, it was sort of like the earth itself was being, um, it was in upheaval. It was being shaken. And uh, the world for Australians for so long, the world has been such a comfortable place. It's been a place of um, security, a place of prosperity. And yet these things, these bushfires, these droughts, uh, the floods, they started to shake our confidence. They started to shake up the things that Australians had uh, we had put our trust in for so long that our national prosperity would continue to go on, that our that our geography was was good, that we live in a beautiful, uh, sunny nation where uh, where we can thrive and and really grow, and so we finally get over the bushfires and the COVID nineteen pandemic hits. And again, it just impacts not only farmers, not only people in bushfire zones, but it impacts every Australian. In fact, it's impacted pretty much the whole world. And it's left people shaken. It's left people wondering. It's left people um, a little bit uprooted from the trust that they they had had, especially uh, people in the Western world where we have had such a prosperous uh, run of life and and a peaceful run where we've we've had the absence of wars. And all of these things put together have uh, week after week, month after month, I believe, really shaken our confidence and, and, and uprooted us a little bit. And a lot of people are asking, where do I put my hope? Where do I turn? What can I trust in? We can't trust in the stock exchange. The stock exchange is up and down. We can't trust that the world is, uh, that, that the natural world is going to be a friendly place always towards us. And then, of course, on top of that, on top of all of that, the Black Lives Matter issue The issue of systemic injustice and systemic racism has come up and shaken our world again and shaken our world as well. This time, not the natural world. It's not the natural world that has been shaken, but it's our our own human society. It's our, we, people have come to realise uh, and, and been confronted with the idea that as human beings, we are not perfect, we, we're, we're imperfect beings, we're fallen beings, and that even our, our human society itself at times can be shaken, it can be pulled in one direction and pulled in a, another direction, there can be conflict. And from the point of view Australia where for so long we have had social cohesion and we haven't had to confront these kind of issues, um, again, our, our, our whole being is being shaken. We're wondering what is going on, this peaceful, cohesive, prosperous society that we have enjoyed for so long 
is is being challenged um, to its very roots. And uh, so given that COVID itself uh, was not, is you know, is not going to be, I believe, a, a virus that wipes out 99% of the earth as uh, Station Eleven, as that novel um, portrays, but it is shaking us. It's it's shaking us right down to our very fa- our very fine foundations, and our lifestyle is challenged, our livelihood is challenged, and for some of us, even our very lives have been challenged at these difficult times. And so, I want to enter here into. God's story in all of this. Where is God in all of this? What's his story? Well, today, as as I said, we're we're talking about prayer and how prayer can shape and change the future. And today I want to talk to you about the prayer of blessing. I want to talk to you about what it means to be blessed, to give blessing and to receive blessing. And so this is the point in time where we begin to interact with God's word. And so let me read to you uh, from the book of Genesis. Genesis means beginnings. And uh, in from the very first chapter of the Bible uh, to the very last chapter, we've, we find this concept of blessing and blessings. And so let me read to you from Genesis chapter 1. This is the first, the very first um, reference to blessing in the Bible. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living and moving thing with which the water teems according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. So here we have God blessing his creation. God, and that blessing is expressed in his creation being a fruitful place, a friendly place. It's a good environment in which to live and in which to prosper and to multiply. Later on in Genesis chapter 1, we read this. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So here in the book of Genesis, we find God blessing people, human beings. He wants them to prosper. He wants them to actually rule and reign in the earth. And he wants them to rule over the uh, the animals that he has created. And since his blessing on the animals was that they would prosper and multiply uh, on the earth, then a part of mankind's ruling on this earth and a part of the blessing that God has given us is to make sure that our natural world can prosper, it can flourish. And that speaks to us of our stewardship of this planet and that that is a part of the blessing that we can bring to this planet is to steward the natural order of things so that it is thriving, it is growing, it is prospering, it is multiplying because that's God's will for us as well as human beings. And he said it there, I want you to prosper, I want you to multiply, I want you to rule over the things of this earth. That we might uh, that we might be a blessing to his world, and so we we go on uh, then to find 
that God blesses Abraham. And in chapter 12 of Genesis, we're still in Genesis, God says to Abraham, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. Now, here's something interesting. We've jumped here from God being the one who blesses to blessing Abraham so that he can be a blessing to others. So mankind now is a channel or a conduit or a flow of God's blessing to the world. And God later says, all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you, Abraham. So God has chosen not only to bless this world directly, but to bless the world through human beings. We move on and through the Old Testament, and I, I, look, sometimes I preach on one word and I make that my whole message, but today I'm sort of skipping over and doing, a, doing a, an overview of this idea of blessing throughout the Bible, which, by the way, the word bless and blessing and its derivatives is mentioned over 500 times in the Bible. So it's obviously a major theme. It's obviously something which springs from the character and the heart of God. So as we move on, we find uh, that God blesses Abraham. His descendants do become a, a great nation. They become the nation of Israel. God gives Israel the law, and the law contains, as a part of it, uh, obedience to the law. It contains uh, a great number of blessings, but those blessings are contingent upon people being obedient and walking in the law. But as well as that, we find a blessing of grace, a blessing which is it just comes from the heart of God towards his people and it is something which uh, flows out of his grace, out of his favour, out of his generosity and his goodness towards human beings. And we find that in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, and it's called the high priestly blessing. And it says this, the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. So again, God is saying, you know, as humans, I want you to do the blessing. I want you to bless my people. He says this, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. So here we have the high priestly blessing. And uh, every year in Jerusalem, that blessing that that we just read out, that blessing is actually said by the high priest in Israel uh, at the Western Wall in Jerusalem to a gathering of many tens of thousands of uh, God's God's people, the Israelites. They gather there at the Western Wall with their families, husbands and wives, children, all together in their tens of thousands. And, uh, you know, the the, the um, occasion is very special. And so uh, I, I've brought here my prayer shawl and I'm going to uh, just sort of put this on now because during the blessing, the Aaronic blessing, the the um, men will, will put on their prayer shawls and although it's the high priest that's saying the blessing, they will hold their shawl out like this 
over their their family, over their wife, over their children. They'll hold their shawl out because as the person in authority in their family, they are covering their family with this blessing that's going to be spoken. The Lord bless you and keep you. And it was it was my privilege to actually be in Jerusalem last year um, with a group of uh, people from Newcastle and Sydney. Um, actually during the high priestly blessing. So we were there gathered at the Western Wall with tens of thousands of Jewish people as the blessing was spoken. And so what I want you to do now is to have a little look at what that looked like. So we're just going to see that now on a short video. So to bless is to offer grace and favour upon someone. And uh, you might say to me, yeah, but Paul, you know, how does that impact us? What what about the New Testament? Well, let's face it, in the New Testament, um, every time you read one of the letters, one of the epistles of the New Testament, you will see that it starts with something like this grace and peace to you. 14 of the letters of the New Testament start with the blessing of grace and peace. And most of them written by Paul the Apostle, Paul blessed those who are going to read that with grace and peace. Because they're the real blessings, aren't they? In the midst of life's challenges, in the midst of of uh, pandemics, in the midst of droughts and fires and so on, if our life is marked by grace and peace, then we have nothing to fear. We know that God is favourable to us, that he is looking after us, that we can have peace with him 
and peace in our own heart and even social peace because that is God's desire. It's his wish for us. Sometimes we read grace and mercy and peace. Uh, That's three times. One time it's mercy and peace and love, but all of the epistles start with blessings like this, blessings that talk about God's favour upon us and God, uh, God wanting to look after us and for us to prosper. And so let me just say this, that Proverbs 18.21 says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. We as human beings can speak positives, we can speak negatives. We are called to bless. We're blessed to be a blessing. We're called to bless others. And I, I just, you might say, well, how do we do that? Well, let me, let me give you some examples. Here is a plaque that is uh, something that I've given to each of my children when they uh, when they turn 16 or 18 or 21, and it's full of words of blessing that I wanted to bestow upon my children um, and, and wanted them to remember and wanted them to know that I was passing on a blessing to them. One of my children prepares photo books uh, for her children, and on the back there is a blessing written by me to each of the children so that, uh, you know, I'm passing on the favour and the blessing both of our family and of God, who, who I believe is the God of our generations in our family. Do you ever write birthday cards? Put in blessings. Start off not only, start off with the reason, the happy birthday, Put in some words of encouragement. You are a wonderful, you are great, I love the way you, whatever. But then finish it with a blessing. May grace and mercy and peace be yours. May you prosper. May you be fruitful. And, um, you know, birthday cards, we, we write them all the time. We say happy birthday all the time. Let's make it into a blessing, not just birthdays but other celebrations that we have in our families. And I want to say to you parents especially, you parents are in authority in your family You can um, speak blessings over your children. And this little book here uh, is called How to Release Bless or Blessing Your Children. And it just contains amazing prayers of blessing that you can speak over your children. I believe as a church that we have the authority to speak blessings over our church. I believe that as leaders, uh, uh, the Christian leaders of this city have the authority to speak blessing over our city. And I, I, I think that a prayer of blessing can make a huge difference in people's lives. And people in this day and age, in our time here in Australia, they're craving blessing. They're craving that because, they, uh, because their world has been shaken and they want to know that someone or something at least is favourable towards them, that they can have hope, something they can put their trust in that won't be shaken. And the grace and mercy of God, his peace and his love can bring bring blessing even in difficult times in our lives. So let's just watch this now together. Let's watch this video of the blessing and it's it's something that's gone viral all around the world because at this time people are craving the blessing. 